Hey there, welcome to Souls and Hearts, Be With the Word. I'm Dr. Jerry Crete. I'm a marriage and family therapist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm here with... I'm Dr. Peter Malinowski, clinical psychologist in Indianapolis. It's good to see you, Jerry. Hey, it's good to see you as well. Um, so this is our show uh, we've been doing since the beginning of Advent, and we reflect on the upcoming Sunday readings. And uh, we kind of provide a psychological perspective uh, and a spiritual perspective on how we can, you know, help remove some human and psychological obstacles to receiving God's love, to receiving God's grace. And, it's all about human formation. It's all yeah. about human formation as a, as a foundation for the spiritual life. That's what we really focus on, is that human yeah. element. Yeah. So. And so what I normally do now is, or we do now, is we share a little bit what our main theme was, because we each come at it with a different theme. We separately read these readings. We come together and share our readings with each, our themes with each other and uh, kind of, you know, figure out how we can connect them if they can. And we just share them with you. Um, but I thought this is interesting because here is my theme. Okay, I'll start with mine. You can share yours. And my theme was about taking a risk and not living in fear. And that's what I got out of it. And, and usually I'll share that, you'll share yours, and then we'll go to the readings and we will do that and go to the readings and discuss. But before I do that, I just wanted to say one thing. Souls and Hearts has been going for really a short period of time now. I mean, this is the end, of, uh, we're just starting February, but we've only been going since November. And really this is a big risk we've been taking. And I know I'm an introvert. And so when I was reading these readings, it was really hitting me that being on a show like this and, you know, and I'm talking, you know, it's been a huge growth for me and I really enjoyed it, but sometimes it brings about fear. And uh, so I, I don't know. I just thought I would share that with you that it's, it's difficult sometimes, but I feel very blessed because I, I feel like the readings were kind of telling us that, right? Like when you take risks, and you trust that God is with you, then you know what? It's going to be okay, even if there's pain, even if it's hard. So, yeah, I've had very similar experiences. You know, this, this has been really about growing edges for me all over the place. My, my, my key theme in this, because it ties in, is that we don't know the thoughts of our hearts. You know, the, the secret thoughts of our hearts, we don't know them. There's a lot that goes on in the unconscious. And in doing the souls and hearts, all kinds of psychological stuff has bubbled up for me. You know, mm. like, what does it mean to be on a show? What does it mean if it's successful and the fear that comes with that? What if it fails and tanks? Like, the fear about that? What if I'm rejected, you know, or, or criticized or whatever? I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that can get very humanly bound up in all of that. So, mm. um, so that idea of taking risks that you had as your theme and the idea of, like, you know, this, allowing this stuff, asking for this stuff to come up from, you know, the thoughts of our hearts to be revealed, the thoughts of my heart to be revealed to me, the stuff that I don't realize I need to, I need to work on until I'm stretched in this way. You know, that's mm. been all about souls and hearts. And that's one of the things that's helped me think that we're on the right track is because souls and hearts is actually carrying out what it's supposed to do in you and me, Jerry. Yeah. And it's got to, it's got to do that. Well, there's lots of little ways I feel like we've gotten little signs and I'm okay yeah. with those 
humble little sides, <laughs> not expecting great things. I'm expecting, you know, little flower things. I'm expecting right. little moments of grace. And one of them, do you want to say something about LexioTube? Because that's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, it was really neat because LexioTube, so LexioTube.com is an aggregator of all kinds of great Catholic material, video, audio, and they, they, they bring it all together in one spot. And we got a, we got a, we got a note from Father Don Kanye that said, hey, we're featuring you on LexioTube. You're in the upper left-hand corner. Uh, and we went there, and there we were. There is the audio feed for this show, and just above Bishop Barron's stuff. So that was like really neat. <laughs> so very that was cool. Really sweet. And we've gotten some really great comments from people, you know, that, that posted on various things that we're doing at Souls and Hearts, which has been a consolation. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's been beautiful. And I've been taking over Twitter. So if anybody's wondering who's posting things on Twitter, it's me. Because I know, Peter, you're not big social media person, which is, we're going to get you there. So at some point, okay, have, Dr. Peter is going to post on Twitter through me. I will let you know when that happens. He's never tweeted in his life. No, I don't have a Facebook account. I don't. <laughs> I know. So, so it's okay. It's all good. I, I actually admire that about you. That you're, you know, you're so separated from the world. Right. That <laughs> but, but we do, but I've been growing Twitter. So I've been making friends on Twitter and getting followers and it's been kind of fun. So if you, if you haven't already, please, you know, check us out, like, and retweet uh, Souls and Art stuff on Twitter. Well, I'm stepping out to the guys at Late Night Catholic, uh, Patrick Hannes and John Welch have invited me to be on the show. Um, we're going to be talking about identity, you know, the, the nice. elements of identity. And that's, uh, that's, you know, kind of my first sort of media appearance. So that's going to be coming out either on like January 30th or maybe February 4th. Uh, the production right. is not exactly clear, but Peter, you're going to be, you're going to be amazing because <laughs> no, no, because you're going to make it experiential. Yeah. Yeah. Which nobody does. I'm so excited to listen to what yeah. you do. On that. Yeah. It's actually going to be, if you guys tune in, there's going to be some, some exercises I'm going to do that are going to really help you understand what we're talking about. So it's not just going to be the theory. It's not just going to be the exchange with me and Patrick and John. Uh, and those guys are willing to step out and really kind of get into some of their own stuff on the show. Uh, so it's going to be, I think, really gripping. And so we encourage people to check that out. We'll, we'll try to get that up on our website as well. Uh, so you can get a link to that off of Souls mm -hmm. and Hearts. So. And we've got blogs. I think last week we had a blog by Ruth O'Neill. She's right. a life coach in Atlanta, Georgia, a wonderful Catholic woman. I've known her for years. And she's approaching um, the, the new year. And how do you kind of orient your new year around a word? And I think it's a, worth a read. Definitely. Yeah. And she's yeah. got tons of resources and tons of ideas that we will bring on Souls and Hearts. So I'm excited about Ruth. But yeah. we also have another blog coming out this week. Yeah, that Matt, Matthew McCall, psychologist Matthew McCall out of Denver is writing a second blog for us. His first one was really popular and that was on emotions. But now he's talking about mindfulness and the relationships of Catholics with mindfulness. He wrote his dissertation on that a number of years back and he's giving us a really excellent uh, way to look at that psychologically, right? Because that's caused a lot of controversy in Catholic circles. You know, is mindfulness good? Is mindfulness not good? There's been some, some flame wars going on uh, around that topic. And I think Matthew just really just brings that together in a way that's really accessible. So that's going to be uh, posting uh, mm -hmm. on Souls and Hearts on uh, the 30th. So yeah. that's up on January I, 30th. I can't wait to hear, to, you know, to see that and get see the response 
it was funny. Uh, last year I was on Pints with Aquinas with Matt Frad, and he said the topic is mindfulness, which really the topic I had in mind was more stress reduction since <laughs> I kind of have a little issue with mindfulness being a secularized form right. of Buddhism. Right. I mentioned that and we talk about it and it's a cool right. discussion. Um, so I'm really, I, I think that Matthew though, Dr. Matthew McCall's approach is going to be really useful and really yeah, interesting. Yeah, really helpful. I think that's going to be like, it's the most, it's the best stuff I've read about that on the internet. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So it's really good. Okay. Um, so we should get to the readings maybe? We do. Let's get yeah. to our readings. Um, so we'll just to recap though, in case people have forgotten, because we kind of got verbose there right, a little bit. Right. Um, so my theme is take a risk, don't live in fear. And your theme was? We all need the thoughts of our hearts to be revealed to ourselves, right? The thoughts of our hearts to be revealed to ourselves, those unconscious thoughts, right? I love it. I absolutely love that. I can't wait to talk about that. All right. So what we'll do now is uh, Dr. Peter and I are going to read the readings. So if you know them already, you can feel free to just forward through. If you haven't, sit and let them penetrate. Let them just sit with you so that you get the context of our discussion. And these are for the presentation of the Lord, right? Mm. February 2nd, the presentation of the Lord. Yes. All right. So the first reading is from Malachi. Thus says the Lord God, Lo, I am sending my messenger to prepare the way before me. And suddenly there will come to the temple the Lord whom you seek, and the messenger of the covenant whom you desire. Yes, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who will endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? For he is like the refiner's fire, or like the fuller's lie. He will sit refining and purifying silver, and he will purify the sons of Levi, refining them like gold or like silver, that they may offer due sacrifice to the Lord. Then the sacrifice of Judah and Jerusalem will please the Lord, and in the days of old, as in the days of old, as in years gone by. And this is a reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Since the children share in blood and flesh, Jesus likewise shared in them, that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is, the devil, and free those who through fear of death had been subject to slavery all their life. Surely he did not help angels, but rather the descendants of Abraham, Therefore, he had to become like his brothers and sisters in every way, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest before God to expiate the sins of the people. Because he himself was tested through what he suffered, he is able to help those who are being tested. And I'll read the long form of the gospel. It's taken from Luke. When the days were completed for their purification, according to the law of Moses, Mary and Joseph took Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, just as it was written in the law of the Lord. Every male that opens the womb shall be consecrated to the Lord and to offer the sacrifice of a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons in accordance with the dictate in the law of the Lord. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, awaiting the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Christ of the Lord. He came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to perform the custom of the law in regard to him, 
he took him into his arms and blessed God, saying, Now, Master, you may let your servant go in peace, according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you prepared in the sight of all the peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and glory to your people Israel. The child's father and mother were amazed at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rise of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be contradicted. And you yourself, a sword will pierce. So that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived seven years with her husband after her marriage, and then as a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped night and day with fasting and prayer. And coming forward at that very time, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were awaiting the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had fulfilled all the prescriptions of the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. Those are our readings. Pretty powerful stuff. Yeah. 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 Ah, so where do we begin? We've got our themes. Do you want to start? I, I'm yeah, so excited got, to hear. I've got, so I'm just so impressed about like how intimate this is as far as the humanity of our Lord, which really comes out in the letter to the Hebrews, and the humanity of our lady, which comes out in the gospel. So I just, that was just, it just sort of really struck me. And as I was reading uh, uh, the gospel, something that struck me that I'd never thought about before. And I'm a depth psychologist, so I'm really fascinated about what goes on in the unconscious, you know, what goes on that we can't access right away, um, what's outside of our awareness. And as I was reflecting on this, this passage, you know, that Simeon says to, says, says to Our Lady, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and the rise of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be contradicted. And you yourself, a sword shall pierce, so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Now, I spent some time looking at the early church fathers and kind of what kind of interpretation, what does that mean that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed? Well, remember in, in, in this Jewish culture, the heart is the seat of the humanity. It's the seat of the emotions, right? So the thoughts of many hearts, it's talking about the secret hidden thoughts. We, we see that in one of the Davidic Psalms where David asks for his, the secret thoughts of his heart to be revealed, or that he talks about that. You know, we, we need help in these things being revealed. Now, typically, sometimes people talk about, you know, the things that will be revealed at the last judgment or the particular judgment and things like that. But what I was thinking about from a psychological perspective is that there are things that we do not know about ourselves that are so helpful, that would be so helpful for us to know. It's kind of like what we were talking about before, like that souls and hearts is bringing up all kinds of stuff in me that I didn't know was there, right? Because I'm being challenged in, in a more intense way uh, mm -hmm. with all the responsibilities that come with this and all the 
particular growing edges that I'm facing. And so, and what I thought is what a gift that we have our lady, a mother to help us with this, that through her suffering, she can help the thoughts of many hearts be revealed. And we can take that to, to us. And that jives so well with a lot of the clinical work that I do where, because people have mother wounds, you know, you know, mothers aren't perfect and sometimes they're far from perfect. And we have a spiritual mother and our lady to help us, not just spiritually, not just, you know, with, uh, with, you know, piety and, you know, all those important things, but, but also just with our emotions, you know, like mothers help little kids and we're to be like little children. We have a mother to help us. God's given us a mother. One of the things I love about Catholicism, about, about Catholicism in particular, is that's the only religion with a father and a mother. And we need those on a natural realm. We need those on a spiritual realm. So, so that was there. And then the humanity of our Lord just being so clearly, so clearly uh, brought out in, uh, in, the, in the letter to the Hebrews, you know, that mm-hmm. he was just like us, mm-hmm. you know, like that, that um, you know, that he, in order, to, in order to save us, he became like us in his humanity. So, right. you know, that was, that was just like, wow. You know, that was like really powerful to me, just how near that is. Because I think so many times we get into this Manichaean idea that Our Lady and Our Lord are just like, you know, these reified, you know, beings that are just so out of touch with like what it's like to be down in the trenches. So Yeah. No, that's, that's fascinating. I, I know that I also related to the humanity of Mary and Joseph and that they were blessed by Simeon. And I was really moved by the comment, the comment at the beginning about the children shared in blood and flesh and Jesus mm-hmm. likewise shared in them. Mm-hmm. And I had, to, I, the wording really struck me. And I, and I, I assume or what I took from that is just once again, relating that Jesus was came as a human to relate to us. Right. Um, and this idea though, as you know, that death has a power to destroy and what Christ does is he destroys death. And I know as a Byzantine, cause I, I attend a Byzantine Catholic church and, and this con and this theme of, of, of what Christ accomplished is the destruction of death. I mean, that's what all Christians, I think, believe, but it's emphasized in the Eastern churches. And it really moved me that the idea that here we are, um, often not really believing that death has been destroyed. Mm-hmm. And so we live in a fear mm-hmm. of death. Yes. And so we stay in slavery. And that's what hit me so hard in Hebrews in this reading, that most of us, are willing to stay in slavery because we're afraid of death. And instead, the message I got was that if we choose, if we recognize that it's been destroyed, the devil who once had power over death no longer does. And so Christ has destroyed death. It's, I don't know, that has to sink in for me anyway. And then, so right, therefore, you can, under, you can understand that on some intellectual level, right? You can understand it in the brain or in the mind, right? But in the heart, is it there? Right. Is that is that fear resolved in the heart, or does it lie there until something triggers it? You know, you know, and and then you see it. Right? Yeah, totally, totally. So, you know what? In what way am I still in slavery to? out of this fear of death ultimately. So I want to play it safe. Mm-hmm. And, and really I feel like what this reading in Hebrews is saying is 
uh, is saying, do something. Don't worry about uh, your life and, and its end. Do something. You know, if you really believe death has been destroyed, what in the world will you actually do? And so this really led me, and, and, and he said, you know what? And hey, it's not going to be all pleasant. This is not Joel Osteen theology. <laughs> this, is, this is a yeah. sword will pierce your heart, Mary. Right. So if Mary's heart's going to have her soul pierced, I'm probably going to have at least some major piercing too. Right. right. And, but it's going to be worth it because, and he says, you have a high priest who has lived it, who chose to live it and is, is that bridge. And it says he had to become like his brothers and sisters in every way, but that he is this merciful and faithful high priest before God. And so it says also he is tested, he was tested, and that he is able to help those who are tested. So he went through it so that now when we're tested, when yes. we take a risk, right. that he's going to be there. Yeah. So, and okay, so for me in doing Souls and Hearts, it's like out of my comfort zone. <laughs> it's kind of fun. I like the creative part. I'm a little scared about, you know, being on podcasts and this kind of business and putting myself out there. Um, but what I'm realizing is whatever pain in that creates is worth it because he's with me. And I just have to trust in that. If he doesn't want it to be, it won't be. But if he wants it to be, and I trust in it, despite my discomfort, despite my pain. Okay. Now we go all the way back to, to Malachi. It's a refiner's fire for me. Yep. Yep. I'll be purified. Yep. And I, I, I kind of scared of that because that feels painful, but I know it's good. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, so, I, so my action, I, to take it to the action item stuff for me is going to be what in your life, even if it's a small thing, what in your life is a challenge that requires you to take some kind of risk that even you know it's going to require, it'll probably have some painful aspects that you need to recognize that you identify it, that you're enslaved to fear otherwise, and you're taking a risk and you're putting yourself out there in some way, knowing pain comes, you're not going to be shocked that some pain happens, but that you're trusting in that God is going to do something really kind of awesome with it. Um, so I, my, my takeaway is like today is, you know, identify some way you're enslaved due to fear. And that could be as small as, you know, I'm going to go out and talk to somebody I never talked to before, right? Just putting myself out there, or I'm going to share something I believe when normally I don't say anything, or that could be, I'm going to apply for a job that I didn't think I should, because maybe I'm too being too humble or whatever, some false humility, but I'm going to put myself out there, but I'm, I'll have discerned a little bit that I feel like it's what God is kind of calling me to. I'm going to put my toe in the water and take a little risk. Cause it's in those experiences that we learn experientially something different, right? Cause I've, I've had clients that have studied this stuff, PhDs in philosophy, theology, you know, spiritual, whatever religion, you know, all in the head, right? Yeah. But we have to know it in the heart. 
And yeah. that experiential learning happens in the heart. And so, you know, just like a psychologist could study love, you know, could study, you know, everything there is to know about love, read all the research, the theory and all of that. But if he's never had a loving relationship, mm. what does he really know about love? Yeah. Right. So now what you're saying is trust, that the trust has got to be greater than the fear. And yeah. in a little thing, you're going to trust that God is going to be there, that Christ is going to follow through on the promises he made to you. Yeah. That's what it sounds like to me. That's exactly it. Right. I love that. So there's you know, a fear this, and then there's a trust, right? Yeah, it's so, funny. There's this kind of, I always thought this guy was funny. He's a, uh, a, I don't know if he's a psychologist or a counselor, educator or what, but Crumbles. And he had this theory called happenstance theory which I just think the name is hysterically funny. And that, but the point of the whole theory was having your eyes open because yeah. some of us are like so narrow minded about like, okay, I'm going to do this and this is what I'm supposed to do. And, and sometimes, and then they miss opportunities left, right, right. and center. Right. And so all I'm saying about it is have our eyes open. Is God right. inviting you to something? Right. Some that, little thing. Yeah. That you can broaden your perspective a little bit and go, Oh, doesn't mean you have to do it, but maybe you want to dip your toe into it. Maybe you want to try and take a little risk and see maybe God has bigger plans and he's opening doors that, you know, if we're too narrow-minded in our thinking, we might miss. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. The, um, you know, the key theme for me is, you know, we need to know the thoughts of our own hearts. Right. So you've, you've taken them external. You're going to have them kind of going outside and doing something to challenge themselves from the outside. I'm going to yep. take us inside, which is very common, right? Oftentimes you're, you're doing, <laughs> doing work in relationships outside. I'm doing work in relationships inside. Right. Uh, it's, it's part of our professions, right? You, you're I'm a systems thinker and you're a I'm a psychologist, intrapsychic. So I'm going to say, let's look at this. Let's ask, because Mary, our mother, our spiritual mother, who loves us with this amazing heart of hers, yeah. he's been entrusted with this, and specifically named by Simeon in the prophecy, that, you know, that it's the sword that pierces her heart that will um, reveal the thoughts of the hearts of many, all right? So let's ask her right. prayer. What is, what's going on in the thoughts of my own heart? What do I need to know? What do I need to realize about my own heart right now? What mm -hmm. do you want to show me? And then hold that receptivity. It might come in that moment, but it might come in a comment from somebody else. It might come from scripture reading later. It might come from, you know, any number of sources. But like you said, keep your eyes open, right? You're going to find out something about yourself. And if you take that risk that, that you, Dr. Jerry, just recommended to our, to our audience, you're more likely to see it, right? Just like you and I are like dealing with our own struggles because we're, we're being refined, you know, by this whole souls and hearts experience. You know, so, so we've got the, we've got the external and we've got the internal, right? And we've got the, we've got the trust and we've got the fear, right? There's all these, there's all these different, you know, kind of dualities here uh, mm -hmm. operating. So, um, so that's, that's the thing. Take it to prayer. And remember, she loves you. She's your mother, you know, and she really wants to connect with you in a way, and particularly in the ways that your own mother couldn't. 
particularly in the ways that your own mother, your earthly mother couldn't. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So, um, how are we doing? I think we're, we're actually, we're actually up. pretty good. Yeah. We're actually pretty close to wrapping up, but we, we do, you know, like I said, Jerry and I have, Dr. Jerry and I have been like sharing a little bit of our struggle. It helps us if you can share this stuff. Like I'm the last person to know about what that really means, but I like link it to something or, subscribe it or something you know like all the things Jerry, we'd love talk? it if you subscribe to our youtube <laughs> channel then you'll get our thing every week and that would make us happy um but it doesn't matter if you're listening to this on spotify or apple Podcasts or whatever we we honestly would love it if you came to our website www.soulsandhearts.com and just checked in and, and left us some messages and let us yeah. know and you know what we're open to new ideas because yeah. you've got these two mental health professionals a psychologist, a marriage and family therapist, both Catholic, uh, right here. And we are willing to answer questions and talk about different topics that are relevant. So if you have anything, we are interested to hear it. Yeah, We've we got- want to know what you need. We want to know what you need because we're really trying to take this out of our offices you know, and to, the, to a much broader audience. This is a yeah. big challenge. And you know, if you let us know, it just helps us so much. Oh, can we mention, because there's this, Spiritual director Jan- Janice, it was Janice, I believe. Janice Belby. Yes. yes. And she posted, I think she was watching Flies on the Wall, and she, Fly on the Wall, and she was, um, we were talking about boundaries there with five other psychologists, and she had a question about boundaries. And I went and got Ruth. Ruth is our uh, life coach that's going right. to be doing, that did last week's blog. blog. Right. And uh, Ruth came up with tons of stuff. So I posted that on the comment section of Fly in the Wall. So I hope, Janice, you were able to read that and that was helpful because I think Ruth had enough there that could have been a whole other blog. A whole other <laughs> blog. Yeah, it was, it was great. So, <laughs> but, so we're trying but, to link our people, you know, all these professionals that we have up with you. You know, yeah. um, we're trying to be that this, this like huge sandbox for all this great stuff to happen in. So. So join us and we're, we're making ourselves available to you and uh, we're really interested. So, and uh, we got lots of things planned. So there's some stuff I don't even want to mention that's going to come out in the next month or so. But we need to wrap up and, uh, and I guess we got to close up with be still. Believe. Be loved. loved. We'll see you next time. Take good care. God bless.